In trading today, LinkedIn, the social networking site for career-minded individuals, gained $3.5, or 5%, to $70.32. And Pandora, the company that lets you design your own internet radio station, added 66 cents, or 5%, closing at $14 a share. Both these stocks were highly anticipated before their initial public offerings, and many investors believe they are only a prelude to much bigger stock offerings by Facebook, Groupon, and Twitter. Henry Blodgett is here. He is CEO and editor of Business Insider. Full disclosure, he's also known as the former Merrill Lynch analyst who settled fraud charges with the SEC in 2003, not long after the tech bubble of the late 90s burst. But we are talking with him today as a journalist. Welcome to the Financial 411. Thank you for having me. There haven't been all that many tech IPOs yet in this current version of the tech IPO bubble. So why do observers think there's a bubble? Well, I think the fact that there are any tech IPOs at all. We went through a period in the 1990s where 400 internet-related companies went public in a single year. So it was an absolute orgy. And as you described, and as I missed, and a lot of people missed, there was a tremendous crash. Most of those companies went out of business. We had pretty much a 10-year drought where very few companies went. But now there are a whole bunch that are ready, and some of them are going out. So... Why is this a bubble or con- being considered a bubble? Do I you th- think it's a bubble? I don't think it's a bubble. Tech is in a boom. The internet business is is doing extraordinarily well. There are lots of companies that have built real businesses, which is very different than in the 1990s where so many were just so young. So I think there's real business under there. I think that it, we're certainly in a boom. And certainly in the venture capital world, I think things are getting out of hand. In the public markets, the reason people are talking about a bubble is that you see huge first-day pops in stock prices, as with LinkedIn. But if you look at the way the stocks have behaved and you look at some of the underlying fundamentals, there are some that are expensive, but they're just nowhere near the valuations that we saw in the 1990s. Right. Uh, LinkedIn and Pandora have actually lost value since their stock market debuts. What's that telling you? Investors, to quote Alan Greenspan, were irrationally exuberant that first day when LinkedIn came public, and it traded up to $120, and then it traded down to 60 I think that if you see more of that, people will get more cautious, and that's what happened with Pandora. There was a flurry of excitement, but then it's traded down. If you step back, both companies still have great valuations. These are companies that are worth billions of dollars. LinkedIn is profitable, Pandora is not, so they're real businesses. But the IPO game is not something that casual investors should ever be involved in. They should just watch the show and enjoy it. Do you think there will be a similar frenzy and then a drop with Facebook? It totally depends where the stock is priced when it finally becomes public. The only reason you get a pop is when the underwriters really underprice the stock relative to the demand, and suddenly the first trade is much higher. But selling anything, there is a clearing price where, in fact, you've absolutely met the demand. And if the underwriters bring Facebook out at that demand price, the stock won't do anything. The SEC has a rule that once a company passes the threshold of 500 shareholders, it must go public. What's the idea behind that rule? I think the idea is that when there are that many shareholders, you're beyond a very close group of very sophisticated shareholders, usually a venture capital firm when it invests. Eventually, they will distribute the stock to individuals or corporations that have invested with them. Some of those folks may not know the financials of the company. They may not be close to it. So I think the SEC is trying to say, if you have 500 shareholders, you've got to disclose your financial information. And that's all you have to do. You don't have to go public. So that's the only requirement for Facebook. 
Facebook. Is it distorting the way companies choose to grow, like Facebook? I, I think Facebook would avoid going public as long as possible. The other thing that happened after the dot-com crash was suddenly going public became this act where you were taking money from the public and how dare you and you cost me money. It became incredibly litigious. A lot of people in Silicon Valley said, why are we doing that to ourselves? Let's just keep the money in the family and stay private. And I think Facebook would like to hold on to that as long as possible. Most of the tech companies we're talking about are based in or around Silicon Valley, but Mayor Bloomberg himself, a tech entrepreneur, says he wants to develop New York as a center for tech companies. What's your view? Could it happen? It, it, it is happening. There's no question. And it's, it's interesting that Mayor Bloomberg should say that because he is really the city's most successful digital entrepreneur in history. Obviously, Bill Bloomberg, which is a global powerhouse. But the tech industry in New York is, is totally vibrant now. And you have a lot of the venture capital firms are opening up offices here. We have Nader Venture capital. Lots of big companies like Google and Facebook and Yahoo have spun off entrepreneurs. So the New York tech scene really is booming. Henry Blodgett is CEO and editor of Business Insider. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. Word of a new austerity plan for Greece helped markets recover some losses from earlier in the day. The Dow ended at 12,050, down 60 points. This is the Financial 411 on WNYC.